When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it was a celebration of netball, the elimination final, but it was tinged with a little bit of sadness for me and a lot of the netball community, actually, with, um, I'm not going to say the R word, I'm going to say the P word. The pause on um, ANC Premiership Coaching, one of the best in the business, coach of Te Wānanga Aurakawa Pulse, and that is Yvette McCausland Jury joins us now. G'day, Yvette. Kia ora. Oh, has it settled in the last couple of days that that's sort of it for the yellow dress for you for now? Yeah. Oh, look, I, you know, people kind of call me a bit emotionless sometimes, but I guess it's the way you survive high performances. You just don't ride the highs too high and all the lows too low. So, yeah, look, you just um, amazing game. It's been an amazing season, and that game, in terms of the elimination final, was probably exactly it was exactly what I expected to be a tight tussle. We've been on the other side of one goal wins and know that you know know how that feels to be the losing one. So it was yeah, look, look disappointment not to get there. And I think we've stretched really hard this season to get ourselves into that top three. And I always know if you get can get within striking distance, you you're a chance. So. Gutted we couldn't get through to the final, but still incredibly proud of the growth of this group and what they've done. So, yeah, tis, it is what it is. Yeah, you, you're really, you do walk the talk. When you say you don't ride the highs too high, the lows too low, you do stay really balanced. And that looks like you'd be more disappointed for the players than you. But I just think your steadiness has fed into those players. And you've got some older players, some really experienced players, some new players. But as a collective, as a viewer, as a fan, they all seem sort of consistent with each other. Yeah, that's been really huge. And coming back last season, one of the pieces that I wanted to make sure we covered off in the two years that I'd committed to was that we grew more leadership. We obviously had lost a number of experienced players at the end of um, uh, 2020, and so that growth of how you get individuals to really believe in themselves first and foremost and then have that ability to express that belief in others I think is really huge and in a semi-professional environment when you're somewhat have real internal competition and super competitive people you've still got to find a way that everybody's working collegially towards the same vision and that that means that you know we celebrate each of you for who you are and what you bring and your difference but you also need to be able to do that with each other. It's not just about me doing that for them. So I've been really impressed with the growth of our leaders, and that's been Kelly, Tiana, Whitney and Maddie have been our mana group um, of leaders and their ability to hold themselves to account and then hold each other to account. And that's been a feature of this group this season, uh, right from you know every player, whether, whether they're on the court or off the court, has known their place and the part that they play and and the value that they bring. And I think that's essentially, you know, the backbone of really good teams is creating those environments where people feel valued. You've just come off the two-year stint, but your first stint with the Pulse, 
you really changed it from the ground up and you linked up with the Wananga up in Ōtaki, which is away from Wellington, it's away from Palmerston North, it's away from all of the, the main centres of the central region. What was the purpose behind that? Was it, was it an identity change? Was it a, um, a connection with something? Why did you do yeah. it and what brought it, brought it about? Yeah, I, I truly believe that the partnership with Te Wānangorokawa is right in the centre of who we are and it's a, not an easy piece to walk because you represent a massive whakapapa and a huge amount of history. But the, the piece that they've only ever asked of us is that when you wear that brand, you reflect 10 essentially um, kaupapa and guiding principles. And when you pull those principles apart around kotahitanga and whanaungatanga, essentially the request is simply be good people. Be good with who you are, the way you behave, with how you engage in the community, um, how you engage with each other. And it's not easy uh, to always be the perfect role models, and none of us ever are, but to have that pursuit of um, being a truly good person is the, the very core of what they're about. When you started that, you would have had players in your squad who were very connected to their whakapapa, their iwi, their hapu, their marae, and you would have had some young Pākehā girls that had absolutely no experience in all of that. How did you juggle that connection between those two different experience factors? Yeah, there is. There were, as you say, there's um, individuals who were struggling with pronunciation, and then there were others who were have been through Kurukaupapa and, and uh, completely bilingual. So definitely a mix. And it was always just about saying you are who you are and your start point is totally valid. And all we want to see is us making an effort to continue to grow and move. But most importantly, that we understand tikanga is, is as important as te reo. So understanding what do we stand for. And when you know what you stand for, then you've got the ability to you know, get your shoulders back and, and be proud. So it was really just about walking people towards it at a level that they were comfortable with and just a little bit of stretch and growth to, um, you know, make sure that in the end there was an understanding and that shared understanding meant that we could align on a number of basic principles. So we don't sit, you know, we don't start a season doing a vision statement. We know the vision. we the goal is to make the ANZ Premiership Grand Final, so that stays there every year. But underpinning that is the how, and that's about um, the cope-up of the 10 guiding principles that includes te reo Māori, includes, you know, tikanga, but is essentially underpinned by that notion of, of being good to others and being good to yourself. And do you think that's part of the reason, like you've had young players come into your care and, uh, just with a little bit of recency bias, Amelia Wormsley is from the outside again. She looks quite shy, potentially a little bit introverted, but just having a common connection with, you know, some of the players that had a hundred games and she hadn't had one, or maybe had a, a handful, mm. and she's now on the same on the same ride as all these players. So th- that connection up in Ōtaki that you bring onto the court with you is that a really key piece to performance? for that hour on court? Yeah, I think connection is huge. And that, I look, I remember listening to Wayne Smith at the end of that Rugby World Cup and his statement or one of his learnings was that for 
you know, woman to be successful, his statement was they've got to, you know, feel good to play good and men have to play good to feel good. And I do really believe mm. that um, women do need to feel good about who they are. They've got to feel a sense of connection and value. They've got to feel really grounded in what they're doing and really truly believe in it um, before they have that ability to really express their potential. Um, otherwise, you get a version which is generally about what they think you want to see rather than what they are. And that's the piece that I value the most is that we can have individuals with lots of difference, different backgrounds, different experiences, but we can really enjoy and celebrate that. And Amelia is an example of a young player. Look at Joyce who's come in mm. this season and, and hasn't played. Like she has not, that is not the experience that she thought she was coming for. And so we've had to work really hard to go, what are the, What have you learned? What have we helped grow? How do we keep making sure that you can see your value? And I'm really proud of people like, you know, who are people who are on the bench that aren't getting time that still feel really deeply connected, that still feel pride in what has been achieved, and that we can say, you know, our big focus this year with who is right. We're gonna we're gonna create you into a goal attack goal shoot, so you can go back to Malawi, plan the World Cup, and you can put your hand up and say, I'm fitter, faster, stronger and I can step out on court. And so every week in match play, she was running at goal attack. We'd give her a bit of time at goal shoot. We always knew she could be a backup in those areas. And she just got better and better. But that's the real professionalism of of her as well. Um, but to actually create a space where every individual has got to have gone away from the season and said, I'm better for the experience. I want to repeat that experience. And I know if I stay, I'm going to grow. And that's, that's the really important bit because although we have a collective goal, uh, if you don't grow individuals, um, then the performance will always just be stagnant. One of the young guns you got uh, in your care a little while ago, Maddie Gordon, I've seen a transformation in her last year and then again this year. We actually interviewed her not long after the final, maybe 10 minutes after that disappointing um, result for the Pulse. So professional, so poised, even had a little bit of a giggle, a little bit of a laugh, and I'm like, mm. wow, you have you have moved on so far in maturity, you know, become an adult, yep. that leadership role. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to compare it to rugby, but you don't talk to a rugby player after they've lost because, and I think that goes back to what you said. If a woman feels good, she'll play good. If a man plays bad and if a man loses, just, just leave him alone. Maddie Gordon, um, little bit scatterbrained when she first, um, you know, she was sort of rip shit and bust the way she played, and she's much more measured, not less explosive. She's really matured, matured into a leader and an incredible prospect. Absolutely, and I think that's the piece. I can look at every one of them, and I believe that even incrementally each week we've got some growth, and I think that's, that's ultimately what you want to do is um, because you can finish a season and it can be measured on wins and losses. And gosh, this season it was just so incredibly tight. Mm. It can get depressing, to be honest, but you, you can't when you constantly have that pursuit of just personal progress and improvement. And, and you look at Maddie and she plays three. Last year she was our starting line wing D. Uh, this year, centre, the year 2020, she was the wing attack, starting line wing attack, 2019, sorry. She can play any of those positions equally well. She's resilient. She's super competitive. She's got that ability to use her physical capacity because she's not big, but she has 
you know, that aerial game with power and tenacity. She just doesn't stop. And I've been really impressed, as you say, with the growth in her maturity. And I've seen that in a number of them. You look at, you know, the Tianas, they're 21, mm. a season 100 caps, um, four of our players with 100 caps this year. And they're still so young. So keeping this group together and retention is such an important part of what we do. And that's just, I just don't ever think the grass is greener. I always think keep investing in what you've got until they've like, look, I think I'm done. I think I need to go and grow somewhere else. Then you, you know, you wish them well. And there's between two to four players in every starting line in every franchise that have been here at some stage. And we're equally proud of that, that they've got the capacity to go on and contribute elsewhere and grow their game if it's not here. So, no, I, 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 yeah, I'm really impressed with them. And the saddest bit is they just don't get to go and play again as a team because the team's never the same again. But mm. um, that's that's high-performance sport, and that's the job you do, and good memories. In our post-match show, it sort of um, intentionally, unintentionally became a bit of a uh, Yvette McCausland and Jury tribute. I, I had Ali Timu on, obviously. she just won, and she was stoked, and then I asked her for some comments about you, and she goes, oh, my God, you know, I developed so much when I was at the Pulse. We then were cheeky, and we rung Michaela Sokolich-Beetson, who'd been sitting at home watching it, and I asked mm. her thoughts on you, and she said, you were the assistant coach of the Silver Ferns at the Con Games that she was a part of. And she said, you were the only one that made her feel good about herself. And you took the time to go around all of the players and tell them what they're good at. You're still a good netballer. Our campaign hasn't been gone, hasn't mm. been wasted. You're still a good netballer. You're going to take all of this into your into uh, the Fijian team as an assistant coach. And I think you'd make, well, you have made an, an amazing assistant coach. What sort of challenge are you looking forward to taking, um, being part of the coaching team, taking Fiji to the Worlds? Yeah, I think for me the biggest piece is how to really support um, a group of young players where their experiences are going to be quite different. So there's going to be a few players there that have had um, some caps and have been to World Cups and there's going to be some who, you know, had a, a little bit of time with 21s, don't play regularly. So how to make sure that they really see um, what they bring. And I think that's really important, how we allow them to express the way they play the game and not tamper with, hey, this is how we do it. This is what you should do, actually. You go to where their start point is and where their strengths are and mould the game around them. So I'm really looking forward to that and and having that ability to um, support them growing. We've got to win. We're We're in the pool with Australia, Tonga, and uh, Trinidad and Tobago. So, no, sorry, um, that is going to be a massive challenge to to get a win out of out of one of those, you know, games. So, oh, I just yeah, I just think there's extension if they can come away and feel like, geez, I want to go away after this, and I want to train hard, and I believe I can be at the next World Cup or Com Games or whatever their aspirations are. Then um, that's that's winning. Most people will know you as thinking that uh, netball coach is your tools of trade, but of course you're a teacher, which is also part of harnessing, encouraging, nurturing, and you're moving up to Auckland, a very famous school, St Stephen's Tipanet, down the uh, sort of off the south southern motorway. I think it closed in 2000, and I've actually been up to those magnificent buildings way back when um, Te Uru Flavel was uh, mm. the principal there, um, and you're reopening it alongside Nathan, your husband, 
what a massive undertaking uh, to relaunch a Māori boys boarding school. Huge undertaking. Most people would think crazy. We're just about to finish the new build, you know, school that we started in 2005, and that finishes next year in March, and it would be easy just to stay there and be comfortable. But, look, opportunities always present, and not normally... You know, can you always take them? And sometimes they're not at at perfect time, but um, they are what they are. So we're really excited. There's been a huge team of people who've been working for a number of years to just get to this point. And we feel really fortunate to be project managing that space. Um, Heading up there next year, we've got to do the... There's a few buildings, obviously. The main iconic blocks have been kept, but a large amount have all been um, demolished. And, yeah, we're looking at creating a new space, new curriculum, new way of thinking about boarding schools, a new way of delivering to make sure that Māori boys' stats shift, that it's not acceptable, the place that they are now. And I think we've just got a little bit complacent in education to say, well, that's just their luck and that's the way it goes. And we don't want that to be the case. So um, a big job, uh, but a really important one. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. A huge challenge. Nathan was an old boy there. He was a assistant with Tudor or Flavel um, in years gone by. So a little bit of going back again and somewhat starting anew at the same time. So there's going to be lots of things we'll miss, but, um, yeah, important work, and we hope we can make a positive difference. Well, you've touched a lot of lives in your teaching career so far, and definitely a lot of netballers are very indebted to you. As am I, you were a big part of getting me engaged and interested and now rabid about the game of netball with your openness and your honesty and your inclusivity. Um, You've been fantastic for netball. You will be missed, but um, I guess we can all rest easy that you're going to be influencing a, a completely different part of society now. So on behalf of me and all the listeners and netty fans around the globe, um, a big thanks for everything you've done for netball and can't wait to see the progress you make, uh, particularly in, in the Māori boys' education system. Appreciate it. Thank you. I feel very grateful to have the opportunities I've got. So I'm never gone. There's always a team who needs a coach, so... <laughs> I'll be heading somewhere out in counties Monaco and making sure I'm still giving back.